Thank God he told the truth. <laughs> Turn with me to the book of Exodus this morning. Chapter 3. And we're going to start in verse 11. And we're going to go down through verse 14. We'll stop when the Holy Spirit says stop. This morning we're going to, this is going to be an interesting sermon topic, a little different than usual. Today we're going to talk about the names of God. God is so unique and so mighty and so powerful that you can't describe him just with one name. That's right. And throughout the Bible, he has many different names. And a name describes an individual. If I mention your name, and if people know you, or have been in contact with you, when I mention your name, thoughts will go through their head. They'll either think good about you or bad about you sometimes because of your name. Amen. Your name represents who you are. That's right. Amen. Amen. So God's names are very important. And it reveals to us who he is. And there's quite a few names, and I don't know that I can get to all of them today, but we're going we're gonna to start. <laughs> so in Exodus chapter 3, Verse 11. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he said, I will certainly be with you, and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Verse 13. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I have come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? Verse 14. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Hallelujah. Amen. I am that I am. Amen. When Moses met with God for the first time, on the mountain. He come in contact with God because there was a bush burning on top of the mountain. And this bush continued to burn for days maybe and maybe weeks. But the bush was not consumed. So Moses said, I'm going to go take a look. So out of his curiosity, he began to take that journey up that mountain. And when he got up close to the mountain and he got closer to the bush, a voice spoke from the bush and said, Moses, this place that you are standing in 
is holy ground. Take off your shoes. For a voice spoke out of the bush. The word of God came from that supernatural event. God began to speak. And then God began to give direction to Moses. I have an assignment for you. You came up here for a purpose and a reason. My spirit was drawing you. And when he got up there, God began to explain to him what he had called him to do. And he said, I want you. I'm going to use you to deliver my people out of Egypt. They've been in bondage for over 400 years to the Egyptians. He said, their cries have come up to me. He said, I want you. It's time for them to be delivered. Amen. And I'm going to use you to go back into Egypt and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And when you get there, tell the children of Israel that God is fixing to deliver you. That's right. And Moses knew they were going to ask him, what is the name of this God that sent you to me? Because you've got to understand from the mentality of the Egyptians they had been in Egyptian for over 400 years. That's right. They had already forgotten about the God, that, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's right. They had been taken captive, and in Egypt, they had gods on every side. The sun God, the moon God, the snake God, all kind of gods, and they were used to all kind of gods, so-called gods. And Moses said, how should I describe? Whom shall I say? What is your name that I will tell your children that have sent me? And God came back with an answer. You tell them, I am that I am. Period. I am that I am. So hallelujah. And when he began to declare that to Pharaoh, Pharaoh had questions. Who is this God? that sent you to tell me to let God's people go. And Moses and Aaron said unto him, His name is I Am. Amen. I Am has sent me. Hallelujah. And Pharaoh declined and rejected the, the will of God to set them free. He began to hold on to them. He said, I'm not going to let them go. I don't bow down to these gods of yours, Moses. I don't know him. I know the sun god, the moon god, and all these gods, they are the ones I know. I don't give in to any other request about another god. So God said, I'll show him who I am. That's right. Come on, y'all. He said, I'll show you, Pharaoh, That's right. that I'm the great and the high and the lofty one. Woo, I'll show him that I am the great I am. Right. I'll show him and prove myself yes. that I am the God uh, and the only God yes. of this world. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. Yes. I am that I am. Yes. That still echoes in my spirit this morning. That's right. And God has said, I am that I am. So this morning, we're going to talk about the Old Testament redemptive names. And then we're going to come into the New Testament. The names Jesus said, I am. The bread of life. Amen. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the bread that came down from heaven. Right. I am the vine. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. That's right. We're going to talk about the great I am this morning. Yes. 
We're going to take it from Genesis all the way to the New Testament. Hallelujah. By the time you get to Revelation, you're going to know him as I am the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the beginning and I'm the end. I'm the first and I'm the last. He that was and is and is to come. Hallelujah. And I'm alive forevermore. He's the faithful and true witness in, in Revelation. That's right. Faithful and true. I love that's one of my, the ones I love. Faithful, faithful, faithful and true. My goodness. So God is going to begin to, to reveal himself to his people and through the word of God by his names. Now I want to remind you in Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. You don't have to turn there because we're finna go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. But if you take your notes, write this down. Malachi 3.6, the Lord speaking in the word through the prophet Malachi. And he said, I am the Lord, yes. and I change not. That's right. I don't change. You, Always remember that about our God. That's right. he, ain't like, he, ain't, he ain't like a roller coaster. He ain't like folks in this world. That, have, that, that tell you one thing and do another. Yep. He don't change. And another thing he don't do is he don't lie. Amen. He don't lie. They, the Bible said there's two immutable things that God cannot do. Immutable. He can't lie. And he, and he don't change. That's right. Never, never, never. He don't change for nobody. He don't change his mind. He don't change his word. He's always the same. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Our God don't ever change. That's right. the, our, you know, this, this country we're living in, yeah. the United States of America, they want to have a cultural change. And they're going in the wrong direction. That's right. Because in this cultural change, they're leaving God out. The worst thing you can do from the White House and throughout the, the whole citizenship of the United States of America, the last thing you want to do is leave God out. That's right. We need the Lord. We need God. Yes, we do. We need, and our God has a name. It's Jesus Christ. So in the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, we're going to find out who God is in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. In the very beginning, he comes off with a name. I, I, a lot of times in the Bible it just says God. But whenever you begin to search and to look in the Hebrew, in the original Hebrew or Greek, there's going to be some specifics, mm -hmm. some truths that's revealed that they didn't write down in the scripture. Right. But in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, help me, Holy Ghost, mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. Declare who you are. Because without you, I can't do nothing. Right. Help me, Holy Ghost. Okay. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I want you to know God created everything that you see. That's right. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. There ain't no such thing as no evolution. That's right. Don't let that ever get into your head. That's right. 
always remember God's word is the final say so for us. Hallelujah. It is known as the truth. It's the final say so. God's word has the final say so. What God says, it is. Amen. The Bible said in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It didn't evolve with an atom explosion and everything just fell into place. Amen. Amen. Come on now. Amen. Amen. And man didn't evolve from no monkey. That's right. That's right. We were created in the image and the likeness of Almighty God. That's right. Genesis 1:26, God said, Let us. He's talking about the Holy Trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And God created them. Male and everybody say female. Amen. Amen. Yep. Amen, brother. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ain't that I mean, ain't that a revelation with these males and females? <laughs> Today they don't even know that in this culture. <laughs> this woke culture. Yep. Man, I don't go for that stuff. <laughs> I know what bathroom I'm supposed to go in. <laughs> That's right. My mama and my daddy taught me that a long time ago. That's right. They didn't ask me which bathroom you want to go in. Nope. They said, boy, you are a man. Yep. Man goes in this bathroom. Right. And I say, yes, daddy. And I've been going in ever since. <laughs> Ain't had no problem. I know how to read. M-A-N. Oh, my God. Pastor's <laughs> Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. So, that word... God in Genesis 1-1 comes from uh, uh, the name Elohim. Elohim. And it means God, Elohim, created the heavens and the earth. The word Elohim means this. Total power and might and complete sovereignty. That's who Elohim is. Hallelujah. And it also means complete creativity. Mm-hmm. That means when you talk about the gen- Genesis, the God in Genesis 1-1, you're talking about he's had total power, total sovereignty, total might, and he is the creator of the heaven, the earth, the sea, and everything that's in it. Mm-hmm. His name is Elohim. Everybody say it. Elohim. 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 He is known as the creator. Amen. Now, now you can do a study on Elohim for a long time mm-hmm. because there's many aspects and different other verses that Elohim showed up. Elohim also is the one that cuts covenant with man. Mm-hmm. He's the one that can't cuts covenant with man. Amen. He's the one that cut a covenant with Noah yes. in the beginning mm-hmm. before the flood. God cut a covenant with Noah. He also, that covenant is the rainbow. Amen. When you see this rainbow, it don't mean nothing but <laughs> God on. saying, Elohim saying, I will never flood the world again. Right. Man will never be destroyed by water again. When you see this rainbow in the sky, hallelujah, it points to a God gave a man a sign of the covenant that I'll never destroy man again with water or by flood. That's what it means. 
You know what? The devil always wants to pervert everything God has done. The devil wants to pervert it. Yes. Right now, the, 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 the homo world, y'all know what I'm talking about, yes. has, wants to claim the rainbow for themselves. And rainbow this and rainbow that, dress in rainbow color. That is only perversion. Yes. Perversion. Amen. Amen. And listen, whenever if you want to wear a rainbow color, you wear a rainbow color. And you let everybody know, I am standing for the truth, yes. the covenant. God came up with this color, not yes. you. God didn't give them that, 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 that sign to use. But the devil wanted to try to pervert it. And you know, today, people don't even want to be associated with that color because of that perversion. Yeah. But that ain't what God designed it to be. I'm standing for truth. Y'all standing for truth? Amen. Yes. So, names are so important. When God cut a covenant with Abram, and God told him, said, I'm going to cut it. I'm going I'm to, Abram, I'm going to give you a son. I promise, son, you and your wife going to have it. Well, it was impossible. But God said, I'm going to do it. Elohim said, I'm going to do it. And he came to Abraham, and when he, he cut a covenant with Abram. Abram. And when he cut a covenant with it, he changed Abram's name. Names are important. And when God gives you a name, it's because you've got something to live up to. That's right. Amen. You, he got a, a plan and a design that that name, you're going to walk in that name. Amen. This name, you ain't going to be called Abram no more. I'm going to name you Abraham. God took his name, the great I am, and stuck it on the back of Abram and called him Abraham. Yeah. Because they become covenant partners. Can y'all see that? Yes. God stuck his name on the back of Abram's name, put them together, called them Abraham. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you're going to be the, you know what the name means? Abraham. Abram don't mean the same thing. Abraham has a specific purpose and meaning. And it means father of many nations. Every time Abraham went to town and somebody said, what is your name? Abraham said, I'm Abraham. And they looked at him being old and childless and his wife buried. And they said, how can you be Abraham, which means father of many nations? And they all knew it. And you old, your wife can't have children, and you ain't got no youngins. So how in the world is that going to happen? Uh -huh. He said, I cut a covenant That's right. with the great I am. Yeah. And he gave me his name, Abraham. Yeah. He said, that's how it's going to happen. That's right. Amen. And Abraham said, I'm fully persuaded that what God has said, he's also able to do. Amen. Are you fully persuaded this morning that what God has said in his word, he's also able to do? It don't matter if it makes sense to you. Hallelujah. If God said it, hallelujah, and it is written in the word of God, it is the word of God, and it happened. Amen. Some people say, you're crazy for believing that. No, sir. I'm just out of your mind. That's right. I'm into the mind of Christ. That's right. Amen. Woo. Now, look at Isaiah chapter 45. Everybody say, we're going to Isaiah. We're going to Isaiah. Isaiah. We're going to turn over to chapter 45. We're going to turn to chapter 45. Oh, yeah. Y'all keep talking to me. We're going somewhere. That's 
That's right. We're traveling through the Word. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the Word going to speak to us. Amen. Hallelujah. We talking about Elohim this morning. Yeah. You know, everything in the Bible ties together. That's why the Bible says in the New Testament that rightly divide the Word of God. When you rightly divide it, you'll find out that it's all tied together. Amen. Amen. It confirms each, each other. Yes. You're thinking, here's prophet Isaiah, I don't know how many years, thousands and thousands of years after the beginning of time when God created, when Elohim created the heavens and the earth. Here comes Isaiah, maybe two or three, four thousand years later, and Isaiah is going to be talking about what happened in the beginning. That's amazing. Do you know what happened 200 years ago? Most of us in here say, no, I don't have a clue. I wasn't born yet. Well, neither was Isaiah born when, I, when Elohim created the heavens and the earth, but he's going to talk about it. That is the power of Elohim. That's right. Amen. Woo. He revealed himself through his word. He wanted to have it printed, put down in your hands so you could see this. Look at Isaiah chapter 45. Verse 11 and 12. Thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and His Maker, ask of me to come concerning my sons. And listen to this one. This goes along with our believer's authority. And concerning the work of my hands, you command me. Y'all hear that? I have made the earth, verse 12, and created man on it. I, my hands, stretched out the heavens, and all their hosts I have commanded. This is Elohim talking. Elohim is the creator. He's the one said, I stretched out the heavens with my hands. Woo! God put everything you can see. He stretched it out. He formed it. He made it. Then look at uh, verse 18. For thus saith the Lord, Elohim, who created the heavens, who is God, who formed the earth and made it, who has established it, who did not create it in vain, who formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is no other. Let that sink into your spirit this morning. Yes. God Almighty said, I am the Lord who formed the earth and established it. I created it. I am formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there ain't no other. Don't even think about it. There wasn't no, no other gods creating nothing. He said, I am the one. Yes. Glory, hallelujah. Look at uh, verse 21. Well, let, me, let me add verse 20 in there. This is for all my folks living overseas. Living under bondage, serving idols. I hope that you can see this. Verse 20. Assemble yourselves and come. Draw near together, you who have escaped from the nations. 
They have no knowledge who carry the wood of their carved image and pray to a God that cannot, that cannot, and cannot save. Tell and bring them, bring forth your case. Yeah, let them take counsel together. Who has declared this from ancient time? Who has told it from that time? Have not I, the Lord, and there is no other God besides me. Right. We don't have to look no further. That's right. Amen. A just God and a Savior. And there is none besides me. Why does God keep telling that to folks? Over and over and over. He said, I am that I am. And there is none beside me. I created the heavens and the earth. There is none beside me. I'm Elohim. I created it. I did it. There is none beside me. He's trying to drive that point home because he knew the devil was going to try to give people off course by having other gods. So God said, whenever you look out and you see the sun, remember, I did it. When you look up and you see the stars in the sky, remember, I'm Elohim. I put them there. Remember, hallelujah, that I put the, the moon in place. I put the ocean in place. I put the sand in the seashore to keep the boundaries of the ocean in place. Right. Everything's still in place because God said it. And he is. And he does exactly what he says. Y'all getting anything out of this? Look at verse 22. Look to me. Elohim is saying, look to me and be saved. All you ends of the earth. For I am God, Elohim, and there is no other. I have sworn by myself. The word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return. That to me, every knee shall bow. That's right. Hallelujah. Amen. Every tongue shall take an oath. Yeah. Wow. When God said in verse 23, I have sworn by myself. You know what happened? When a covenant is cut by two people, there's usually witnesses to affirm what just took place. In this particular circumstance, when God created it, did cut a covenant with Abram, and they laid the sacrifices out. And the blood was flowing. And they had to walk through the sacrifices. They had to walk through the blood. And when you walk through the blood and the sacrifices, you, you pronounced your vows. You made your covenant vows. You said, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. God said, I said, what I'm going to do, this is my part of the covenant. This is what I'm going to do for you, Abraham. And Abraham walked through there. He didn't have nothing to offer God. He can't say I can do anything. Hallelujah. He just became a covenant partner. And when they cut that covenant that day, God looked around to see if there's anybody greater to swear by. Uh -huh. And when God was there, he looked around and he said, Abraham ain't greater than me. He looked throughout all the universe and he couldn't find nobody greater. Therefore, he said, I got to swear by myself. I got to swear and declare that what I'm saying, I will do. And God cut a covenant with him, with him, swore by himself because there was nobody greater. That's right. right. There wasn't another. And God looked around. 
He's looking around to see if there's any other gods greater than him. He looked around, looked around, couldn't find none, and came to the conclusion, there is none besides me. That's right. That's right. So there ain't none besides him. That's right. Amen. I done bought that hook, line, and sinker. That's right. Amen. God Almighty, He the creator of the universe. Yeah. The heavens, the earth, the sea, and all that's in it. They ain't no other. Amen. They ain't no Darwin theory. That's right. They ain't no evolution. That's right. They ain't no atom explosion. That's right. God said, let there be light. And there was light. Yes. He said, let there be this. Let there be that. And everything was what he said. Elohim, all-powerful, almighty, all-supreme, all-sovereign, and the creator of all things. Elohim, that's his name. Amen. Everybody say, Elohim. Elohim. Yes, hallelujah. Now, we're going to go on to the next one. Hallelujah. Uh, the next one we're going to cover is the name Jehovah. A well Old Testament name Jehovah Jehovah in Hebrew comes from the word Chava Chava how many Greek and Hebrew scholars I got in here <laughs> we gonna make y'all one amen I like to see the Lord make one of us a Greek or, he, he, Rick Rayner if y'all ever get to see him on on, uh, on on the gospel stations Rick Rayner that man knows Greek and Hebrew and he got a he got a devotion book called Sparkling Gems. If you don't have it, you should look at it, get it, because I'll tell you it's full of nuggets. And he breaks down words into Greek and Hebrew and explains them. And it brings out a whole lot more revelation than you've ever seen before when you go into the Greek and the Hebrew. So the Jehovah word comes from the Greek Hebrew word chava, and it means to live. To live. It means full of life. This name of God brings him forth to us in a personal way. When God wanted to reveal himself to the children of Israel, it was different than the relationship he had with Adam. Adam knew God as Elohim, the creator. When he walked with him, he knew him as Elohim. But when God chose a nation of people to be his, mm -hmm. own special people, I'm talking about the Jewish race, mm -hmm. God chose them. Yeah. Always honor the Jewish people. That's right. If you are in here and you see a Jew and he asks you for something, you give it to him. Because right. if you bless them, you will be blessed. That's part of the Abrahamic covenant. Amen. I will bless those that bless you. Uh -huh. Amen? Amen? Always pray for the Jewish people. God chose them, and he chose them, and he wanted to reveal himself to him different than Elohim. So he gave them the name Jehovah to go by. Because he said, I want them to know me in a personal way, an intimate uh, way. I, I want a close relationship with them. So God began to reveal himself in different names, in different places, in different experiences to them. And one of the places that he revealed himself to, in, in Genesis chapter 17, 
verse 1 and 2. Genesis 17. Turn with me there real quick. It don't take but a minute. Genesis 17, 1 and 2. Here's the covenant. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am. There's that word, I am again. I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abraham fell on his face and God talked with him saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. Hallelujah. He joined up covenant with the great I am. I want you to know, not only did Abraham make a covenant with God Almighty and the great I am, but when he cut that covenant, you are also involved in that covenant today. The Abrahamic covenant has not been annulled. Hallelujah. It has not been canceled. It is still ongoing. That's why I tell y'all every Sunday morning, when we give, we are blessed to be a blessing because that is part of the Abrahamic covenant. And if you want to know where that says, the covenant has not been annulled, you go to Galatians, and I think it's chapter 3 or chapter 4. It tells you that covenant is still ongoing. And I'm a part of it. And you're a part of it. Because you are in Christ. So, uh, when God said, when he appeared to Abram, and said to him, I am Almighty God. There is a name for Almighty God there. And that name is El Shaddai. Mm -hmm. El Shaddai. God is saying, Abram, I am El Shaddai. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? It means I am the all-breasted one, the all-sufficient one. I'm the God that's more than enough. I'm El Shaddai. I can do, hallelujah, more than you can think, ask, or imagine. I'm right. El Shaddai. Hallelujah. hallelujah. That's your God. Amen. El Shaddai. He ain't the God of barely enough. That's right. Hallelujah. He don't want you walking around with holes in the bottom of your shoes, a hole in the top of your hat, a hole in your britches. He wants you to walk around blessed. Amen. Amen. El Shaddai. When people look at you, and they, then whenever they looked at Abraham and he came through town, he came through a town one time, he had so many wagons, he had, and them wagons were full of gold, and them wagons were full of silver, them wagons were full of blessings. He had so many servants and so many wagons. When he came into the town, the king of that town looked at Abram and said, Sir, I don't want to offend you. I am the king here. But you got more than I got. Would you please leave silently? Because my people gonna make you king if you hang around here. Because you got more than I got. And I'm the king. Yeah. And he tried to bless Abraham. And said, Here, let me give you something. Throw it in the back of your wagon and you leave quietly. <laughs> Abraham said, No, I don't need nothing you got. I don't want nobody to say man has made me. 
I want everybody when they see me and they ask me, how did you get that wagon so full of gold? How'd you get so much silver? How'd you get so many servants? How'd you get all this? Abraham said, El Shaddai, right. give it to me. I cut a covenant with Almighty God. Yes. His name is El Shaddai. Hallelujah. He's on your side. That's right. He want to fill your pockets. Right. He want to bless your house. Amen. But don't ever think he's little. Because he's the God that's more than enough. He's the all-sufficient one. You ain't never going to catch him broke. You ain't going to never catch him poor. You ain't going to never catch him having a bad day. He's El Shaddai. Everybody say El Shaddai. That name number two. No, number three. Hallelujah. Are y'all getting fired up? Amen. Amen. Oh, I need to throw a stick of dynamite out there. No, we're good. Let me get one out here. <laughs> you can always have a good move of God if you throw a stick of dynamite out there in the middle. Right. You'll have a move. You'll wake up those that were asleep. Thank God we ain't got no sleepers in the house. Yeah. Okay, here's some more. All right, I'm going to try to run through these quickly, okay, because of time. Old Testament redemptive names. In Genesis chapter 22, verse 14, Jehovah reveals himself to another name. It's called Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh means the Lord sees your needs and shall provide for them. It means the Lord is my provider. Jehovah Jireh. When did this name come about? It came about when Abraham took his promised son Isaac up the mountain to slay him and to sacrifice him because Almighty God said to do it. He went up there to slay him, and as he drew the knife back, Abraham drew the knife, Abraham drew the knife back, God stopped him and said, don't do it. And God put a ram in a bush in his horns. He got caught in the bush. And Abraham looked and said, I don't have to slay my son, but God has provided the sacrifice. That was when Jehovah Jireh name came into being at that point. Jehovah Jireh. God sees the need and provides for it. He's our Jehovah Jireh today. Yeah. Amen? Amen? He sees your need every day and provides for you. Right. Food, Amen. water, clothing, whatever you need, your mighty God can see. Yeah. Amen. Amen? And he shall provide. And his name is Jehovah Jireh. In Leviticus, chapter 20, verse 7 and 8. Y'all just going to have to write these things down because I'm going to be moving. Jehovah Mekadesh. It means the Lord who sanctifies, to consecrate, to become holy. Jehovah Mekadesh is where that particular name came into being in Leviticus 20, 7 and 8. The Lord sanctifies you, Israel. The Lord consecrates you, Israel. The Lord makes you holy. You didn't make yourself holy. You didn't consecrate yourself. Hallelujah, but I have set you apart for my own self. Jehovah Mekadesh. Then coming up, we got the Lord called Jehovah Nisi. Or Nisi. And it means the Lord is my banner. Meaning the Lord is my victory. Hallelujah. Jehovah Nisi. God was telling his people to the children of Israel, whenever your enemies come up against you and they come to destroy you, 
I will be your banner. I will be your victory. I'll rise up and I will defeat your enemy before you. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. My name is Jehovah Nisi. He kept revealing himself through different names to them. He wanted them to have an ongoing personal relationship with him. His name reveals who he is. The next one, Jehovah Rapha. That means in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, the Lord said, I am the Lord, your healer. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord is our healer. Hallelujah. He came to heal. He told the children of Israel, when you come out of Egypt, hallelujah, there won't be no feeble among you. They won't be, your shoes won't wear out and the clothes on your back won't wear out for 40 years. I am Jehovah Rapha. There ain't none of y'all coming out of here with a limp. Ain't none of y'all coming out of here blind. Ain't none of y'all coming out of here lame. Ain't none of y'all coming out of here deaf. Ain't none of y'all coming out of here blind. He said, I am the Lord, your healer. I'm making all y'all healed. Y'all coming out and y'all coming out whole. Amen. When y'all see the Ten Commandments on TV, Y'all don't believe every movie you see. In, in Moses, in the Ten Commandments, they came out, and there was some of them toting them out on stretchers. Some of them were hobbling. No. The Bible says. Yes. Who said? The Bible. What is the word? The Bible The Bible's God's word? Yes. He said there was no feeble among them. So what? They wasn't no feeble. Yes. Don't let nobody, don't let Hollywood distort your vision of what the Bible says. Come on, somebody. Amen. I believe they all came out well. How about you? Amen. You know what that's a picture of? Whenever the Lord calls us home and we're going into the promised land, huh? Uh -huh. that means it don't matter what ailment you got. Whenever you reach the promised land, you won't have no more ailments. That's right. He ain't, you ain't leaving. You might leave him and you can't walk, but whenever you go through the gate, you got a new set of legs. Amen. Come on now. You might have used to be blind, but you ain't blind no more. That's right. You might have been on, but you ain't even going to be on no more. That's right. Amen. Every time I hear somebody say, I went to heaven and came back, they always say, Uncle so-and-so looked so young. So, his skin was just beautiful. They might have left him with wrinkles, but whenever they got into the kingdom, all them wrinkles left. Amen. Come on, y'all. Amen. Amen. I ain't joking. Jehovah Rapha, Rapha, he's the Lord, our healer. <coughs> the next one comes from Judges, chapter 6, verse 23 and 24. The Old Testament talks about Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah Shalom. Shalom means, Jehovah Shalom means, he is the Lord, our peace. And that word peace means well and whole. It means nothing missing and nothing broken. There's an old saying out there in the world today, no peace, no God. Let me tell you, when your peace is gone, God's gone. Because he's Jehovah Shalom. Whenever God's in your life, you may be going through hell, but you can still have peace. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. Our peace ain't determined on whether everything went right today. That's right. Hallelujah. Somebody might have not have paid me. Somebody might have lied on me. Somebody might have did this, that, and the other. But it don't matter. There ain't no devil in hell going to steal my peace. Amen. You got to hold on to your peace. But Jehovah Shalom is the God of peace. Woo. Thank God for his peace. 
This beast you can't get through medication. You can't get it through alcohol. You can't get it. Y'all listening to me by media. You can't get it in Walmart. You can't get it at the at the, at the liquor store. You can't get it and, and on the block. You can't get it right. taking pills. The only way to get the peace of God is to have God himself, Jehovah Shalom. That's right. Somebody amen. say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Jehovah Shalom. You know, when the Israelites meet each other and they greet each other in Jerusalem, whenever you meet one, the first thing they're going to look at you and they're going to say, Shalom. 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 That means they're greeting you and they're blessing you. And they're saying, Peace be to you. Amen. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 5 and 6. Then comes the next word. Jehovah said canoe. He is the Lord my righteousness. The Lord is my righteousness. In uh, the next one is Jehovah Rohi. Psalm 23. The Lord he is my shepherd. That's right. Jehovah Rohi. The Lord is my shepherd. Praise the Lord. I'm a sheep. He's a shepherd. He leads. I follow. That's how it goes. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm going to be moving right along into the New Testament now. We're going to go into the seven I am's of Jesus. Do y'all have another five, six minutes? Yes. Y'all got chicken in the, in the oven? Yeah, we're going to John. I like what Jesus said in, in, look at John chapter 8, verse 58. John chapter 8, verse 58. I want you to see this. Y'all need to be taking notes. I hope you're going to get this and hold on to it. Because something's going to happen for you. That's right. Amen. So everything, everything that God revealed itself to the children of Israel in the Old Testament redemptive names. All them names I just called out to you is fulfilled in one name. Yes. In one name. Anybody know what name we're talking about? Yes. Jesus Christ. Yes. All them names. Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah Rohi. Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Sikhanu. Jehovah Nisi. All of them filled in one name. Jesus, the Son of God, the Christ, the Anointed One. All of them. He fulfills them all. Hallelujah. I'm telling y'all, y'all on the right track. Y'all better thank Jesus every day. That y'all, there ain't nobody preaching no error to y'all. Y'all getting truth. Amen. Truth. This ain't no dead service. We alive in him. Amen. El Shaddai looked around. Stuart said, I can't find no God nowhere. I'm the only one. None beside me. Right. I like that. Almighty said, there ain't nobody else. My goodness. And we got it. Hallelujah. He's on our side. God. That's right. Amen. Woo, if God be for you, who can be against you? Amen. Woo, the creator of the universe. That's right. Hallelujah is in your, in your corner. Hallelujah. He's in, he waiting. He's blessing you every day. Amen. Amen. My, my, my. Okay. Uh, John chapter 8, verse, uh, what did I say? 58. Yeah. Look at what Jesus said. Wow. 
See, all this comes together when you put, when you, you, you rightly divide the word. Here, look at what Jesus told the people. Jesus said to the children of Israel, they giving him a hard time. <coughs> they giving Jesus a hard time. And Jesus said, most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Because they said, we are of our father Abraham. And, and, and see, the, the children of Israel done got off course already. We are of our father Abraham. And Jesus said, you, you ain't of your father Abraham. You are your father the devil. That's what he said. Jesus said, you are of your father the devil. And he's been lying to you. And you've been following him. But he said, let me give you a little revelation here. That's right. All you Sadducees, Pharisees, and all y'all scribes, listen to what I'm finna say. He said, most assuredly. He said, give me your undivided attention, Jesus said. What I'm fixing to say finna blow your mind. And Jesus said, most assuredly I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Yeah, There's that right. word, I am again. Right. I am that I am. Yeah. Oh, that made him mad. Oh, that really got him mad. Especially when he said, you of your father the devil. Mm -hmm. He said, we got to kill this dude. <laughs> so, Jesus comes off now with seven I am's in the New Testament. And in John chapter 6, verse 35, verse 41, verse 48, and verse 51, Jesus said to them, he said, I am the bread of life. Mm -hmm. The seven I am's of Jesus. I am the bread of life. He said, your forefathers ate the manna that came down in the wilderness and they died. He said, but if you eat this bread, you will not die. Mm -hmm. This is the living bread. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's time for the church to feast on the living bread. That's Amen. Right. Hallelujah. Every day they had to go out there and gather new manna every day. Every day. Hallelujah. Jesus said, you ain't got to go out there and get manna every day from me. Because if you get me, hallelujah, he said, I, I'm alive. You ain't got to gather it every day. I'm the living bread. Right. And if you eat of me, this bread, it will give you life. Right. I am the bread of life. Eat it and live. Number two, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. In John chapter 8, verse 12, and chapter 9, and verse 5, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Jesus Christ said, I am that I am. I'm the light of the world. He was speaking to a blind man. The man couldn't see. Jesus reached out and touched him and, re and restored his sight, made him whole where he, would, he, would, he could see again. When Jesus declares, I am the light, he also proves, I am the light. And I bring light into the darkness. Amen? Amen. He's the light of the world. Moving right along. We could spend a lot of time on each one of these, but today we're just going to lay it out. John chapter 10, verse 7. Jesus said, I am the door. I am the door. That's right. Jesus said, if you're going to make it to the Father, you've got to go through this door. He said, I'm the doorway into the kingdom of God. He said, there ain't many doors into the kingdom. 
There ain't no side door. There ain't no back door. There ain't no, another exit door. There ain't no hidden door. He said, I am the door. If you're going to make it into the kingdom of God, there's only one door, and I am the door. You've got to go through it. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen? When you see heaven, you see a door. It'll have the name above all names on it. Jesus Christ. You've got to go through that door. There's a lot of people in the world trying to go through the side door. They're trying to go through Islam. They're trying to go through Buddhism. They're trying to go through Hinduism. They're trying to go through Mormonism. They're trying to go through Jehovah Witness. They're trying to go through all these doors. And he can't go. There ain't no side door. There ain't no back door. You either go through the right door or you don't go through it all. And Jesus is the door. Come on, y'all. Hallelujah. I like to preach Jesus. John chapter 10, verse 11 and verse 14. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Yes. In the Old Testament, it was named Jehovah Rohi. In the New Testament, Jesus said, I am Jehovah Rohi. I am the good shepherd. Hallelujah. He said, I come to lay my life down for the sheep. I come to give my life. I'm the good shepherd. Follow me, he said. Yeah. John chapter 11, verse 25. Jesus said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Yeah. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. Amen. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life, and he proved it. Yeah. He proved it before he rose from the third day. He proved it when he went. He was talking to Martha and to Mary, and they said, my brother's dead, and he'd been buried for four days, and if you'd have been here earlier, he wouldn't have died. Jesus said, he, he wept. And then Jesus said, and then Mary said, well, he'll rise in the resurrection. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection. Yes, that's right. She was talking about a future resurrection. But Jesus said, I am. When you say I am, it's in present tense. That means I am, and I'm on the spot, and I'm ready, and I'm fixing to do it right now. I am the resurrection, and I am the life. And he said, take away that stone. They took it away, and he spoke. Come, Lazarus, come forth. And out come Lazarus. After he'd been dead four days, Jesus said, I'm able to give life to the dead. That's right. I am the resurrection, Amen. and I am the life. We just celebrated resurrection last Sunday. Amen. Jesus is still the resurrection and life. Amen. John chapter 14, verse 6. We're getting ready to close. Y'all hang on. I am the way, Jesus said. Yeah. I am the truth, and I am the life. And nobody, nobody, no one come to the Father except they come by me. Right. I told y'all there ain't no, there ain't no other way. You got to come through Jesus. He ain't a way. He is the way. Yes, and he's the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. And if you want to ever be with the Father... There ain't but one way. You can't bypass the Son. You got to have a relationship with the Son. You got to believe that He died on the cross, rose from the dead, hallelujah, and confess Him as your Lord and Savior, hallelujah, and you will have a relationship with Almighty God the Father, but it will come through the Son. Amen. There ain't no other way. You can think what you want to. People in the world can think what they want to. 
You can't have no relationship with Almighty God, Elohim, that created heaven and earth and sea and everything in it, unless you go through Jesus. That's right. Last one. John chapter 15, 1 through 5. Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. Unless you abide in me and I abide in you, you can do nothing. Jesus said, I'm the vine. He's still the vine. What that relationship is between the vine and the branch, he's telling us we got to remain connected. You got to stay super glued to the vine. If you stay super glued and connected to the vine, hallelujah, the branches stay hooked up to the vine, they'll bear beautiful fruit for the kingdom of God. Yeah. Anytime the branch want to break itself off, hallelujah, and think he can do something without the vine, you can't do nothing without the vine. No. you got to have the vine. There's too many people in the, in the church world today trying to do something outside of Christ. Yep. They're trying to do religious things, yep. good things, all kind of things in the name of religion, in the name of Christ, but they ain't even hooked up to the Christ. Right. Whenever you hook up to the Christ, you'll bear fruit. Amen. And that fruit, the Bible says in John chapter 15, I think it's, I can't remember. He said, this fruit will remain. It will remain. Amen. It'll be good. It'll stay good. It ain't going to rot. It's going to be good. But Jesus declared all them seven I am's to let us know everything in the Old Testament that God revealed himself to the children of Israel, cut a covenant with us, and revealed himself to us. And everything that God was in the Old Testament came to pass in Christ Jesus. He is the great I am. He is the son of the living God. And besides him, there is no other. Right. Amen. Amen. Y'all stand with me this morning. Y'all said, Pastor, you're, you're holding it too long. No, we're fine. Listen, I only see y'all some of y'all once a week. Oh. And sometimes once a month. So I'm trying to feed you. You know, if you're on an airplane, sometimes they'll come by and you'll be asleep and they won't feed you. Then when you wake up, they bring a plate to you. Say, hey, you missed lunch. Would you like to have it? Well, that's where you, I'm, I, I'm treating y'all. Y'all missed lunch last week. I'm double feeding <coughs> you this week. <laughs> Amen. If you, it, are we still on? Uh, I want to speak to the people out there watching us by media. We love you. We appreciate you tuning in. We pray that this message today is a blessing to you. And I don't want to reach out to the people that may not know Jesus Christ today as their Lord and Savior. There's only one way. And Jesus Christ is that way. He's already died. He's already rose again. He's already paid your penalty in full. All you've got to do is believe in Him. And accept Him as your Lord and Savior. And your sins will be blotted out. They'll be washed away by the blood of the Lamb. And you shall be saved. No matter what's going on in your life, Jesus is the answer. Right. He's the answer. Amen. Reach out to him. Jesus Christ will reveal himself to you. He wants a personal relationship with you. Thank you for tuning in. And God bless you. And remember, Jesus is Lord and it's harvest time. God bless.